When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Are you frustrated and confused about how to attract new clients? Nothing you have done is working and you're tired of waiting for the phone to ring. Imagine learning the tips and tools that will help you get noticed and booked by your ideal client and paid what you're worth for your amazing services. Now's the time to make your dream a reality and the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will teach you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. So welcome, this is episode 185. I am your host, Anne-Marie Cross, brand and communication strategist, also known as the podcasting queen. As a business owner, are you at the point where there are just not enough hours in the day? You're so busy, you're rushing from one thing to the other, and you're almost at breaking point. Well, if you are, then today's show is for you. Put down what you're doing and listen. Joining me on today's show is Sarah Higgins. Sarah is the owner and principal VA at Helping Hands Virtual Assistance. It's an ideal career choice for her where she can continue to take advantage of more than 20 years experience and technical skills and training to support her clients by taking over their grunt work and pain points so they become way more efficient and spend more time on what they do best. Yes, that is you. So on today's show, Cheryl is going to share a greater understanding of what a VA is and what they can do for your business, how to go about choosing the right VA for your business, that's really important too, as well as what sort of tasks can you give a VA so that you really can start to become way more efficient and spend more time on what you do best. So welcome to the show, Sarah. Thanks, Anne-Marie. Nice to be here. I know at this day and age, many people would be aware of what a VA is, but you know, there may be some people that really are not so familiar with what the concept is. So could you just explain what is a VA? Oh, you'd be surprised, Anne-Marie, the number of times I say I'm a virtual assistant and people say, oh, what's that? Oh, really? There you go. Oh, yes. (laughs) I would describe a virtual assistant as sort of like having a secretary, but instead of that secretary being outside your office door, they're on the end of a phone line or an email. A VA really can be used or utilised, so to speak, no matter what growth stage you are at your business. They really are there as the right-hand support to support you in your business and whatever functions you're doing, yes? Absolutely. Some of our clients are solopreneurs right through to clients who've got 15, 20 staff. Just give everybody a little bit of a background about you. I mean, we've met each other personally, so I uh, know Sarah and and certainly even some of her clients as well, but you've got a wealth and depth of uh, expertise that you offer your clients. Share a little bit more about uh, your background. Well, I started working in IT support in the mid-1990s, so I've got about 20 years experience and moved from IT support into IT training and then into consulting Mm. and then decided to 
make a career change that would give me a slightly better work-life balance and so moved into being a virtual assistant. Yeah. What I love about um, virtual assistants and, and obviously being able to tap into getting support from them is that you don't necessarily need to use a VA on a full-time basis, unlike if you were to hire a staff member, maybe part-time, um, but pretty much a lot of uh, assistants are at the full time. But a VA can be used for as many hours as you require, yes? Absolutely. We have some clients that use us for up to 30 hours a week. We have others that we may hear from tomorrow and then we might not get a phone call again for six months. Mm -hmm. The reason why I'm saying this is for, for some businesses, they really are struggling and they're not even aware, as you said, that there are certainly options out there. The fact too that, you know, you shared a bit of your background, VAs often are experts or highly skilled in specific areas. And I know that we mentioned your business is Helping Hands Virtual Assistants. You've got other team members that you tap into their strengths and their skills to be able to support in other areas. So it, it really is quite incredible, isn't it, that we can get to tap into your expertise on uh, an as-needed basis. Yes, definitely. We have some clients that use us exactly for those purposes when they've got something that comes in that's slightly outside of their realm of expertise. There's not enough need for that particular skill that it's worth them doing it or upskilling to be able to do it. Mm -hmm. So they give it to us. Let's talk a little bit about how to go about choosing the right VA for your business. I know some business owners, you might be sitting there listening and thinking, you know what, I am often stressed at the end of the day. There's still so many unticked boxes on my to-do list. I know that I need to do something because if I continue on, things are getting stretched too thin. I'm feeling stretched too thin. And the last thing that we want to do is leave clients unhappy because we're not providing the right type of service or product that uh, they hire us for. So what would be some key things that we need to know about to help us choose the right VA for our businesses? One of the key decisions that you need to make when you're looking at what sort of VA to take on is what you're going to give them and how intrinsically they're going to be involved in your business. What would be some typical things that you would see, maybe some of your clients, how they started off with being able to recognise, okay, these are the things that need to be taken over almost immediately. Give us sort of a step-by-step, -step, if you will. In general, when clients come to us, it is exactly what you've described, a, a complete overwhelm. They get to the end of the day there is still a to-do list a mile long or they find that they're working so much for their clients they're not working on their business mm. their clients might be happy but the state of their expenses is shocking here's why i'm asking these questions is because sometimes as business owners if we are you know maybe solopreneurs so we don't have other people yet that we can tap into we're doing everything and sometimes it's really difficult for us to know where do we start? What tasks can we start to outsource to an, an expert VA such as yourself? One of the first things that we encourage all of our clients to do when they come to us is to sit down and have a bit of a brainstorm and have a look at the things that they would typically do in a day, in a week and in a month and split those things into two categories. There's the things they love to do and the things that they don't. We tell them to put the things they love to do to one side because if they love to do it, they're certainly not going to give it to us. Mm -hmm. But that leaves things that they don't love to do. Now, within those things, we've got to split those into two groups because some of those things you might not love to do them, but for some specific reason, it may be intellectual property, it's generally legal reasons, 
some of those things must absolutely be done by you. And we have to pop those to one side for the moment as well. But anything left in that pile, they are repeating tasks or tasks that pop up occasionally that you don't have the skill for. You don't like to do them. They don't absolutely positively have to be done by you. Then that's fodder for a VA. When you're going through this process, I can imagine that it really is a matter of sitting down, taking time to think about this because as a VA who's working with a new client, it's so important to have a strategy, to have a step-by-step almost because otherwise if they're disorganised and getting information to you and you're unsure how best to support them, it just turns into yet another thing that becomes overwhelming. Are there things commonly that you've either heard about, you've seen or you've experienced when you've been working with a client who wasn't quite sure what they wanted you to do? That is a common mistake. Things that we need to look out for and what not to do um, as we're going through this process, things to avoid. Generally, one of my, I guess, generally the things that the clients have the hardest time dealing with is either finding things to get to a VA because they underestimate the amount of time things take mm-hmm. or hesitating to give things to a VA because ultimately it's a very big ask to get someone to hand over a part of their business to a virtual assistant. Yes. And sometimes that just involves building some trust. Sometimes we'll say to a client, give us something simple to do. Let's not do anything that impacts your clients directly. Let's do something to help the background of your business and leave you more free to look after your clients. Mm. That way, that trust issue becomes a little bit mitigated because we're not directly dealing with their clients as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What would be some typical things then that you've, if you think back to maybe one of your clients where you did exactly what you've just said, you're building trust, so you've taken over some of the back-end tasks and then slowly worked out. What would some of those back-end tasks be that you've uh, supported them with? Typically, we'll do a lot of work with creating and monitoring things like MailChimp campaigns. We'll do a lot of their website updates and maintenance will go through and maintain certain pages on their websites like their Our Client page or their About Us page. We'll create blog articles for them. We do a lot of reconciliation in their accounts, be it Zero, QuickBooks, whatever it may be. All of those background things, they need to be done to keep a business running. You don't really know how much time it takes to do something and that's because either we're rushing through it or things are getting left out. I know one area that you specialise in is very much being able to look at things more from a systemised process, step-by-step kind of thing. That is often some areas that many businesses struggle with. They're kind of grasping and trying to do lots of things. There's no process, there's no structure, which in itself can be one of the key reasons why so many business owners feel like they're running on a treadmill and not really getting a lot of things accomplished in a very streamlined, efficient way. Would you say that that's a fair fair, a fair thing to say? Oh, absolutely. And that's what you're talking about. There is what we affectionately nickname our consulting arm. Yes. And so when we when we talk about consulting, we're going into particularly micro or very small businesses. And when they first start out, they've got a pretty good bead on their administration. They're generally managing their client database either through something like Excel or through emails. They're also managing their expenses through something like Excel. And when they're first starting out, that's great. Mm-hmm. 
but the bigger they get, the more those processes need to grow with them. And often what we find is that they've grown far beyond their processes and just don't know how to take that next step. That's where we'll come in and recommend a CRM for them or an accounting package or another systemized process to help them work smarter and to help their processes grow at the rate their business is growing. Mm. Why I wanted you to share that is because, again, if you're looking from your business from a number of key areas, and really our business structure is, it's a holistic, we've got different arms, different facets, different functions. And often when we're struggling, uh, it's not just because we're struggling in one area, but also in another area. And so sometimes it's good to be able to have a, like a, a bird's eye view to see what's going on because one thing is going to impact the other and going out and choosing the right VA whilst they may be helping you in one area you really need to look at other areas of your business too because it may be something that that needs to be put into place before you even get someone to step in to support you very much and part of the advantage that we bring is that we bring researched solutions to clients Mm-hmm. Anybody can go onto Google and download 20 or 30 or sign up for 20 or 30 CRM packages and work out which one's best for them. But that takes a heck of a lot of time. And so when clients come to us, they don't, they don't have the time, they don't have the inclination, and sometimes they also don't have that knowledge mm-hmm. to go through, evaluate that software and figure out what works. Those are the kind of answers that we're providing. And, you know, sometimes it can be a very costly exercise in time and even in money but particularly in time and I know for many business owners no matter what growth stage they are and uh, whether they're solopreneurs or whether they've got team members it's time that you just can't get back and I can imagine there's some horror stories of people that have implemented a, a CRM and really it doesn't suit them and they really need to go back to the drawing board as far as what but the best system and, and support for them what would you say to someone then that is really struggling and then thinking okay I know that I need to have support I know that you said write a list have a look at some of the key areas what do you love to do what don't you love love to do and then from those two groups what has to be done from you know from us as a business owner because it's our expertise that might be doing the coaching or sales or whatever training when you're looking then at the list of items that can then be given to a VA, are there any other steps that you recommend we do as we're looking at that list? Because that list can have 10, 15, 20 different items, I'm sure. The trick then is to have a look at how many of those items are directly impacting your clients. Because the more that those items will impact your business, the more you need to have a long-term stable relationship with your virtual assistant. We do have some clients where we will call and we will say, not I am Sarah Higgins from Helping Hands Virtual Assistants, but I am Sarah Higgins from ABC Company. Mm -hmm. And my email address is Sarah at ABC Company. We have direct working relationships with some of our clients' clients. They don't know that we're VAs, but that is the level at which we are involved in those businesses. And I would imagine too that if we are getting feedback from clients, uh, no negative feedback, that they're not happy with certain things. And if there's a common theme that is there, you know, across a number of our different clients, that can be a really strong indicator that that is a gap. 
that is a leak and that needs to be complete you know blocked up that needs to be taken care of so that no longer is an issue for clients and that very well can be something that uh, can be passed to, to you to to VA to, to systematize and to, to take care of definitely and said so going back to that that list that we were talking about earlier even within those things that you love to do or the things that you don't love to do but you do have to do them we can still have a look at those I do have a number of clients who have kept the things that they love to do but by looking at what processes they're following and how they're doing those tasks we've made them more efficient some things can be automated sometimes we can be doing steps in a different process that when you were to look at it why are you doing that you're doubling your you know you're doubling the time that it takes that's that's a waste of time so I can imagine it can be very much streamlined so that it doesn't take us so long and and certainly uh, we can continue to do without it really impacting our energy oh very much is it and sometimes that's as complex as introducing a whole new piece of software Sometimes that is just as simple as us really knowing our software packages very, very well and saying, you know that seven-step process that you're doing in Microsoft Excel to achieve that particular outcome? You can do it in two. But because when they were teaching themselves to do it, they found a seven-step process that works. Mm -hmm. Businesses don't have time to, to spend that hour or two working out whether they can get that process down to a fewer steps. They found a way that worked. But in the meantime, they're chewing up a lot more time and resources than they need to to achieve that specific task. You know, one of the things that I am quite skilled at is developing step-by-step, uh, -step. so a process. Once I've tested it a bit, uh, a few times, then I will then hand that over to a VA or, or to assistant. And if they, you know, trial it and they think, look, we can make it even better, then absolutely. For some businesses, that step-by-step -step process is just not in their, you know, strength skill set if you will is that something a VA can support them in as well or is that a, again another key area where a VA like they have to be specialized in that certain area oh look very definitely that is something that a VA can help with mm -hmm. and sometimes sometimes a virtual assistant needs to go into a business and needs to systematize it because this business is going to grow beyond the immediate business owner or often solopreneur yeah. And so all of that information that is currently sitting in their head has to come out and has to be systematized and has to be able to grow. However, sometimes we are working with solopreneurs who will continue to be solopreneurs and we learn to work with them. We don't necessarily formally document all of their processes, but we do get to know them so that we can work with them and work with them their way, yeah. improving as we go along if we see an opportunity to do so. Mm. I, the reason I said that is, you know, sometimes we, before we go and invest, and I, it is an investment, you know, investment in your team means you free up time to do other things that you enjoy doing, but can go out and get more clients because there's no way that as a busy business owner who's stretched to the limit that you can take on a whole heap of other clients that are going to be happy and continue to work with your business but often we have that excuse I'll invest or I'll reach out to Sarah or a VA when I'm ready and when I've got all these things organized 
But in actual fact, you, you know, I, I want to lose weight before I go to the gym so that I'm not embarrassed, you know, that kind of thing. And I think as a VA, you know that the reason that we come to you is because sometimes things are in a bit of a mess and that's one of the key areas that you can help us. So don't wait till we think that we're ready. You guys really can step in and help us systematize our mess so that you can then take over the, the tasks that you can support us with so we can become far more efficient. Very definitely. <laughs> Look, it's we have never, ever had a client come to us that has got all their ducks lined up in a row that is perfectly resourced and running their business brilliantly. Yeah. Because when you're that client, you don't need a VA at the moment. <laughs> they never, ever come to us in that state. What we do occasionally get, though, is a client that comes to us that's in that overwhelm and we do help them systematize and we do help them organize and we may introduce new software packages with them. And we actually get them to the point where they're running so much more efficiently that for a few months after that, they actually don't need us. Mm-hmm. And it's not until they grow again that they actually then come back to us and say, okay, so now I've run out of time again. Do we need a new system or do I need to start getting some more work done by other people? For someone who is in business that does require you to support them on an ongoing basis, whatever that may be, uh, maybe, you know, a number of hours per week on an ongoing basis. I know with anything, they need, like if we've got team members and you are an extension of our team, if we were not to communicate regularly to our team members, there's miscommunication and things can sometimes slip through the cracks. So what would you say would be, for, for some people that may already be be using VAs and they can see that you know because how many times let's back up a little bit how many times have I heard and you might have heard this too yeah I used a VA but it really didn't turn out well often it can be because there is a miscommunication something slips through the cracks and there were no regular check-in times and it can be five minutes whatever it may be would you recommend that there's regular ongoing connection and contact communication to make sure everything continues to flow smoothly I would say it is absolutely essential. Even with our clients that only contact us sporadically and they're generally the ones that are getting us to fill skill gaps in their in their workforce. Yeah. When we are working with them, we are constantly in contact with them to make sure that what we're doing is what they need. And sometimes it can just be as simple as just sending a quick text message or an email at the end of a phone conversation and saying just to be absolutely sure that I know what you want this is what I took from that phone call. Mm. And such a simple step has saved us from, from, from providing the wrong answers before. Yeah, absolutely. Because what we thought the client asked for wasn't what they asked for. Absolutely. And it's good to check in. And you know, and I've been at meetings, Sarah, where I've seen you take down notes from the meeting to then pass on to the clients. And it's like, wow. <laughs> so they really have, a, you know, point by point understanding of what was discussed and, and uh, actions and, and things like that. So that's really the kind of VA that is is really almost going to foresee things before they, they happen. That's really the type of people we want on our team. Oh, look, certainly. And there are lots of different types of VAs. Mm -hmm. The type of VA that we like to be is that if a client gives us steps A, B, D and E to do, mm -hmm. We will query that with the client and say, are you aware that you have left out C? Was that deliberate? Yeah. If it was, great. We'll continue to go ahead and do A, B, D, E. 
but if it was left out, we are not we are going to include C. We're not going to just give them A, B, D, E back and have the client go, what's this? And that's what a VA should do. Because I know that there are a number of people who are using VAs, offshore VAs, and look for, for very basic stuff that doesn't require real behind the scenes running so that if you of your business to the point where if that framework is not there and key people to foresee things and be able to problem solve and get things done, it's going to fall through through the cracks for sure. And that's where someone who uh, will reach out and ask the question, do you realize that half of this is missing uh, or whatever, then uh, yeah, then things are going to be done accurately first time. Yep. And look, there are some incredibly talented international VAs out there, although it is a specific a specific business decision that HHVA have made. We have positioned ourselves as domestic virtual assistants only, so mm -hmm. we don't personally outsource overseas. Look, I haven't had any experience directly working with international virtual assistants. That We have some of our clients that swear by them. We have others that say, no, I really do prefer working domestically. We have others that do a little bit of both. Mm. But that really is probably the biggest, I guess, the biggest decision when you're taking on a virtual assistant. Are you going to work internationally or are you going to work domestically? Yeah. And as you said, there are some people that do do that do integrate both. But I think from what I'm understanding, you say there has to be clear guidelines. There has to be ongoing communication uh, because miscommunication is going to mean that things can get un uh, left. Gaps can be there. And uh, what we don't want to have happen, of course, is that impact our efficiency and ultimately the client relationship that we have. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Are there any last bits of advice or pieces of advice or insight that you want to share before we tell everyone how they can get in contact with you? I think the real key thing that everybody should bear in mind when embarking on a relationship with a VA is that it is very much a trust-based industry. And yes, we are asking you to trust us when you take us on as a client because you are providing proprietary information to us, because you are potentially providing access to your client information to a virtual assistant. At the same time, though, clients need to be reassured. If Helping Hands virtual assistants or indeed any virtual assistant business broke that trust, it would be the end of our livelihoods. Mm. We have to behave as if your clients are our clients because we have to behave with the utmost of ethics at all times. And that's what we do. It is a trust issue working with the VA, but fortunately, VAs are very easy to trust because they have to be top flight when it comes to that sort of thing. So Sarah, how can people find out more about Helping Hands Virtual Assistance? Well, they can go have a look at us on our webpage, which is www.hhva.com.au. And from there, there's contact details for us and plenty of information about who we are, what we do, and the sort of services that we offer. Fantastic. Look, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much, Anne-Marie. Are you a specialist who supports small business and you want to increase your visibility, reach and influence with your own podcast channel? but you don't want to handle the back-end management and ongoing promotion of your show? The Ambitious Entrepreneur Podcast Network is on the lookout for a select group of specialists who are ready to become an influencing voice in their industry. So if you're an aspiring podcast host or if you have an existing business-focused podcast and you're looking for ways to increase your exposure, reach and results by leveraging our podcast network platform, let's talk. 
To find out more, go to www.ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash podcast host. That's www.ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash podcast host. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Well, that brings us to the end of another show. I do hope that you found that helpful. I wanted to invite Sarah on today's show because she is someone that I do highly respect and certainly do trust. And I know for many uh, ambitious entrepreneurs, solopreneurs and business owners, we can be really stretching ourselves too thin and a VA is the answer that we need to have an investment in our business so that we can really spend time working on the tasks that's going to drive the growth of our business. So if this is the first time you are joining me welcome i do hope that you'll come back again next week we have another fantastic guest expert lined up for those of you who have subscribed to the channel fantastic you're going to be the very first person to know when another show comes up and if you haven't already subscribed just go to ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash aei tunes otherwise it's bye from me see you later sarah see you Anne-Marie. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.